This is a Sandy Boy Productions podcast. Hey friends, welcome to I'll Have Another Podcast with Lindsay Hine. I'm your host, Lindsay. Thanks for being here today. We're just going to keep on rolling out these post-Olympic marathon trials interviews. Today, my guest is Andrea Pomeranski, and I am so pumped for this interview. She has the most inspiring story ever and placed 27th at the trials in a time of 234. She was one of a few masters runners out there at the trials. She is the mom of three. She's also a 50K world silver medalist. She's qualified for three Olympic trials and really got into this marathon thing after taking several. And by several, I think, they, I think the number is nine years off of competitive running. She was an All-American in college and grew up with a very athletic family. She's one of four and all four of her and her siblings, all four of them competed at D1 schools. Let's get an interview with her parents lined up. I think that'd be interesting. Andrea is the mom of three and she has a story that her parenthood journey started in a very tragic way, losing her first two babies who were premature twins. And she's gonna tell that story in the episode and talk about how it's really shaped how she views chasing her dreams, really. She's been through a lot and her strength and resilience is very clear in this episode. And I'm walking away with this from a quote I pulled from her Instagram before the interview and then she, we talked about it and then she kind of repeated it again at the end that it's really sticking with me. Focus less on your fear and more on your dreams. I hope y'all can take that with you. Focus less on your fear and more on your dreams. So good. There's so much I could say about Andrea, but we're going to just, I'm going to let this interview roll and I know you'll love her as much as I love her. She's great. All right. The episode is sponsored by Prevenex. I've worked with Prevenex for, gosh, four years now. And Andrea actually works with Prevenex again. She ran a 234 marathon. Okay. Fueling with some Prevenex. She uses their protein powder on a regular basis. She even bakes with the protein powder with her kids. They have clinically effective supplements that promote longevity, performance, and health. They actually have a new product out that is their Muscle Health Plus that has high quality creatine in it, which I asked Andrea, I was like, are you using the creatine? Because I am. I've been using the Muscle Health and it really helps with your recovery. And she said it helped her so much. She's been using it this past month leading up to the trials. And you know, as we age, we lose muscle mass. I mean, it's just a fact. Every decade, you lose a certain percentage of muscle mass. And the two things I'm doing right now to really combat that are heavy lifting and taking my muscle health. I want to be strong for as long as possible. I just want to always be strong. And this is so important. Uh, The ingredients in their muscle health decrease muscle breakdown, increase lean muscle mass, boost protein synthesis, and enhance your strength. This is a really great product. So so if you've never used creatine, I'm seeing a lot more people talk about it these days. You got to check this out. Um, If you've used my Prevenex codes before, you can use a new code. It's Lindsay Strength, L-I-N-D-S-E-Y Strength. As long as you have muscle health in your cart, um, you can put anything else in it, you'll get a 15% discount. Now, the regular code I have is another. You can also use that. But if you've used that and you can't use it again, use Lindsay Strength. Check out their Muscle Health Plus and let me know what you think. Anything you add to your cart, as long as you have the Muscle Health in there, will get you 15% off if you use the code Lindsay Strength. I also take their multivitamins, use their protein powder. I use their Joint Health, which is an amazing product for runners. Anyway, enjoy my conversation with Andrea Pomeranski. All right, we've got some more post-Olympic marathon trials interviews on the show. Andrea Pomeranski, welcome to the podcast. 
Uh, thank you so much for having me. I was telling you um, before you hit record, it's just, it's so surreal. Like I've been listening to your podcast for years and years. So to be a guest on your show is just um, kind of a cool moment for me. So thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's weird to think of like people competing in the trials listening, but I guess if you really think about it, I mostly interview professional runners. So you're li listening to your peers when you listen. Yeah, it's it's interesting for you to um, describe it like that. Yeah, so I guess, yeah, they maybe they are my peers, but I kind of always, um, I don't know, it was like always people I looked up to and admired and, and drew inspiration from. So um, yeah, I mean, I just hope that maybe sharing um, my story can provide some inspiration to some of your listeners. That's the goal. So, <laughs> well, you know, when I like, you know, looked at all the athletes who had qualified for the trials and who are going to be competing, I definitely recognized your name and like kept seeing your picture. And then out on the course, you really stood out to me because you seemed, <laughs> you seemed so happy. Like you seemed, you looked very strong. You never really looked like you were struggling and you just looked like you were having the time of your life. Did you feel like that? Um, you know, I did. Um, and I think I really, I, I kind of recognized um, the first couple miles that it was going to be a really good day for me. And that's mm. not always the case. And I think that, um, well, a couple of reasons why I think I um, enjoyed it so much is, you know, you talk about like, um, kind of the waves of running, like you ride the wave, sometimes you feel really good, sometimes you don't. And I've kind of just been on this like, wave where like, it feels like every big race I have, I'm either um, getting over being sick or just starting to be sick, mm. um, you know, because I have three little ones in elementary school. So I just feel like I felt like I just couldn't, I just couldn't get it right. And um, I knew early on that it was going to be a good day for me just on how my body felt. And I was just soaking it in the crowds were unbelievable. And it was just it was a lot of fun. How did you know, like, were you just like, this feels so good? Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of came when I least expected it. Um, you know, like I just, I kind of went for it at Houston a couple weeks ago. So I had just run a marathon three weeks ago and I had been sick since then. So I was expecting to kind of feel like garbage. And I was like, what is happening right now? Like I'm running with Molly Huddle and I feel really strong and like I'm smiling and I'm not normally one that kind of waves and smiles at the crowds, but I just, um, I think more than anything, I didn't want to come out. Like I knew how special it was to even have qualified and just to be there. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm 41, I'm a mom of three. Like I didn't want to come out of this weekend and not really savor this experience for what it was. So I tried to really be, um, present and kind of enjoy what was happening. Yeah. You were one of eight masters runners. Do you know how many six? Uh, that sounds about right. Somewhere between, I think like seven and nine sounds, that sounds right. What, what does that mean to you? Like, does that matter to you that you're a master's runner? Um, yeah, um, absolutely. You know, I think it's, um, it's, it definitely poses like a, a def another element of, um, challenge, I guess, you know, like when you're a mom and when you're a master's runners, you know, you're, you're fighting, I think maybe a little bit more of an uphill battle, um, for sure. But it's kind of funny, like, you know, I'm competing against, um, women that are in their late twenties and early thirties, but, um, I probably haven't really been, running seriously as long as them, uh -huh. which is strange for me. So like I'm 41, but there's such a sense of me that feels like a teenager in this sport. Um, like la at the, um, 2020 trials, I'd really been only running seriously for about six months. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that was like, I mean, I was like, you know, my eyes were wide open. I was like, what is even going on right now? This is crazy that I'm even here. So yeah, to come into this trial is a lot more fit and in shape was, was a lot of fun. Okay. So three-time All-American at a division one school. So obviously a hardworking, gifted athlete from early on, and you have this huge break. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I kind of, came into my element in um, college. I, I wasn't a standout in high school uh, at all, um, but I did kind of hit a stride in college. And then after I graduated, um, I just, you know, this was so long ago, like I didn't even know you could run after college. I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> I mean, it was a thing, but for people like me, like I never won national yeah. championships or anything like that. Um, so I stopped running. Um, I just did it for fun, maybe a couple of days a week. And then I started running again, um, when my husband proposed just because I kind of had gotten really out of shape and, um, this sounds so vain, but it's, 
it's the truth. Um, I just really wanted to look good in my wedding dress. So yeah, <laughs> I started running again, signed up for a marathon and just realized how much I loved it. I loved like setting goals, going after them. So I kept doing a couple marathons um, after that. And then after about two years of kind of running seriously again, um, I had developed osteoporosis and I had doctors. Um, one of the best doctors in the country said, you're like, you're done. You'll probably never run a couple miles again. You're, this is it for you. Um, and I think I was maybe 27 or 28 when that happened. Wow. Um, so I just stopped like cold turkey um, for about nine, nine years. Wow. I did. I barely ran at all. Yeah. Um, and then we, um, after having kids, we had three kids, two and under, and I just really needed to carve out some space for myself. So kind of the opposite end of the spectrum. Um, it did nothing to do with vanity. It was more for my mental health. Like I just needed some space to kind of like decompress and do something that made me feel like me. Um, so I started running again and, um, kind of just went from there. Yeah. I realized kind of the same thing happened again. I just realized how much I loved running and pushing myself and setting goals and going after them. So here we are. How did you look at it differently? Like the first time you did it to get in shape because you wanted to look good in your wedding dress. And the second time (laughs) it's for your mental health. And I, I think, you know, probably a lot of us without even realizing it, probably do it for both reasons, right? Like I always say, like, I think I've had an easier time with my body image because I've always had running to fall back on. Like I always knew I would have, I was going to be working out. And so I never fell into this like hole with like, with that. And so I'm wondering how you looked at it differently and like how it meant, did it mean something different to you this second time around? Um, coming back. Yeah, I think, uh, um, I, I looked at it more as like, um, more as like a treat, more as like a gift rather mm. than something that's like, that I do to just stay in shape or look yeah. fit. Um, and definitely, I mean, there's always an element of that. Like you want to feel good in your body and yeah. like, working out sweating in any capacity just makes me feel like good. Yeah. Um, on all fronts, physically and mentally, but yeah, I definitely, um, I guess maybe didn't take it as granted. Um, so much for granted because it kind of had been taken away from me for so long that I just felt like I'm just so lucky to be able to, to run again, to move my body like this. Um, cause I couldn't for so long or thought I couldn't for so long. Yeah. You thought you couldn't and you made some diet changes and like realized, like, did you even actually have osteoporosis? It, right. It's and looking back on it now. Um, you know, and I, and I think some similar things happen to other people. Like, could I have you know, started back earlier, but I don't know. I just, he told me that. And I guess in my mind, that's just, I thought that that was it. Um, so yeah, who knows, but things happen, I think, you know, as they should, and it's worked out. So, okay. And so in, in your story with your, your three kids, you also have your twins that you gave birth to prematurely and, and Mm -hmm. lost. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny. Like there's so many, um, different layers. (laughs) Yeah my history and my story. Um, yeah, so we, uh, we had twins and ended up really tragically losing them. Mm -hmm. Um, they were born at 23 weeks and Mm -hmm. one of our sons died the day that he was born. And then our other son, we spent, um, every day for five months in the hospital with him. And yeah, and that, that was, that was, um, just as such an incredibly difficult time of our lives. Um, yeah. And I didn't, um, I didn't have like, anything to fall back. Like, like running had kind of been my stress relief. And that was a time where like running had been taken from me. Like our boys had been taken from me and it's like, and we didn't even know if we wanted to try to have kids again at that Mm. point. Like it was just so, um, heartbreaking to us to go through that. We didn't know if we could go through it again. So yeah, to kind of be in this moment now where we have these three beautiful children and, you know, um, running again, it just, it just, um, it's not lost on me how grateful I am to kind of be here from where we were at 10 years ago. Yeah. I'm, I'm wondering how you even cope with that when you don't have the one thing that's been your outlet for so long. Yeah, it it was a very difficult, um, 
period of our lives. And I remember like for probably an entire year, um, like for me, the, like a win for the day was like literally just like getting out of bed for a really long time. And it's kind of like, you know, people say like, just show up just one day at a time. And and that's how I lived for a really long time was okay. Just like get through the day. And eventually you just kind of climb and climb and climb. And then the day that we found out we were pregnant with our second set of twins, our two girls, um, was kind of like the moment that everything really started shifting, um, for me where I felt a lot, you know, a more joy again. How did you remain calm in that pregnancy? Oh oh my gosh. Um, my, our, uh, we got a, um, an OBGYN that was, um, one of the best in the country and he was just remarkable. And Mm -hmm. he, um, was so good at what he did and so confident. And he just said, you're going to be fine. Like, mm. I'm going to, I'm going to get you these healthy babies. Mm. You're going to be okay. You're going to get through this. And just hearing that, you know, it's kind of funny. It's like, and the same thing can be applied to running too. It's like sometimes, you know, hearing somebody else have confidence in you just makes like the biggest world of difference. And I think like him just looking at us with all of this experience that he had had and saying, you're like, I'm going to get you through this and you're going to be fine. And we're going to get you those babies healthy was just um, yeah. And I knew kind of meeting him. I think my husband and I both know after talking with him that we were like, we were going to be okay. It's crazy how someone's reassurance can do that to you. It like, really it, is. It's yeah. so wild. I was yeah. like, um, on a very different scale going through something hard a couple summers ago. And my aunt just like looked at me in the eye and she was like, you're going to be okay. Yeah. And it like almost makes me cry just yeah. like thinking of someone like you speaking that into you, you feel it. Mm-hmm. You feel it so deeply. Um, yeah. And, and, and that pregnancy was very challenging as well. Mm. I had, um, kind of contractions like every, um, maybe 10 minutes starting at like 20 weeks. Ooh, yeah. Dying. So yeah. I was on like modified bed rest. I mean the whole thing, it was just nuts. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just had this like belief. I think that it was going to be fine this mm. time around. So yeah. Wow. Wow. 23 weeks. And so what, how many weeks were they when you delivered? They, well, so they actually, I got food poisoning at my baby oh. shower oh. and they, um, they came the next day. Oh um, my gosh. So they were, they were, uh, 28 weeks. They were okay. born at 28 weeks, which is significantly, you know, anybody who knows anything yeah. about premature babies, which sadly we know too much. Um, <laughs> he, they, that was fine. Like, it's just a matter. Typically it's like, they just have to spend some time in the NICU and then they're going to be okay. And then our son, um, was, you know, full term. So all good there. All right, friends. I got to tell you about the best bra you're ever going to wear. The most comfortable bra on the market. This is designed by someone who has been in the bra industry for over 20 years. It is called hug. That's H U U G. This is a bra that you can throw in the washer and dryer. You don't have to be a stickler about how it gets washed. There are no removable pad inserts. The bra pads are bonded, so you don't have to worry about them getting lost or crinkled up in your bra or just like lost to the dryer gods because that always happens. Those and socks, right? Um, These products are not made from foam. Foam actually sucks when it comes to bras because it literally sucks up water, sweat, and ultimately ruins the shape and structure of your garment over time. These bras are so comfortable, so versatile. They have even like a longer option that you could wear under a romper as like a little tiny tank situation. And they have so many beautiful colorways as well. I really love the lilac. And actually my favorite bra of theirs is the Got Your Back Racer because that's that longer version. But I'm telling you, I'm wearing this bra right now. It is so comfortable. So go grab one or two. Go grab two. Check out a couple. Because when you go to hug.co, that's H-U-U-G.co, you can use the code Lindsay15 and that'll get you $15 off your purchase of $110 or more. These are really, really great bras. And this is a small woman-owned business. That's hug, H-U-U-G.co. Use the code Lindsay, L-A-N-D-S-E-Y, 15 for $15 off your purchase of $110 or more. This coupon code expires April 30th, 2024. So go use it. Check it out. All right, friends, back to the show. Um, do you have like thoughts or advice to share with like NICU parents? 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's, um, you know, it's a club you never want to be in, but it's, um, it's, um, such a unique, um, I don't know, experience that you go. Yeah. I like advice. Um, Hmm. That's a tough one. It's just, it's so hard. I think, um, I think just like show up for your, your child or your children. Um, I think what got me through was like focusing less on myself and more on my son. Like, I mean, I just remember I would spend hours like before I could even hold him, just like putting my finger in the incubator. And it was like, okay, this isn't about me. This is mm-hmm. about him right now. And how can I share whatever, like he was born and, and can't feel that human touch. And that like broke my heart. Mm-hmm. So I think just like whatever kind of like touch I can give him to make him feel good. So I think, I think just, yeah, take, trying to get out of your own head and like more of like, how can I support this little, this little child right now? Oh, yeah. that's and then just holding advice. them as much as you can. Yeah. yeah. It's, just, it's good for everybody. Yeah. yeah. That's the best advice. Like when walking through anything, mm-hmm. like stop focusing on yourself. I know that we live in this world of like self-care yeah. and like make sure you're taking care of yourself yeah. so that you can take care of everybody else. But like sometimes yeah. we need to not focus on ourselves. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. Um, and it's, that's easier said than done. I think we're kind of built to kind of think like ourselves and you really have to like catch yourself doing it and say, okay, like this isn't about me. This is about someone else. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm like, I feel like I'm the most selfish person in the world. I'm I'm always (laughs) self-focused. Well, Um, we all kind of have a little bit of that. It's okay. Yeah. Um, sometimes I need my husband to just like call me out a little bit, pull me out of that. (laughs) Um, okay. So you're at such a different phase now. Your youngest is six. Yes. Our youngest is six and the twins are eight now. It's just, it's so fun. Like, you yeah. know, like this is, I feel like we're time. kind of like, like we're in this sweet spot where like their personality, like they'll say things. And I'm like, that was like, I kind of have to, I'm like taken aback. I'm yes. like, that was really funny. Like that was really funny. Like, did yeah. you just say that? <laughs> so, yeah, it's just really fun to watch them grow and like seeing them in sports is a lot of fun too. Um, kind of just come into their own and work hard and yeah, it's uh, it, it, these are good ages. What what's your what's been your kind of like? I don't know. They're all great ages, but what's oh yeah, this is fun. Yeah, we're around the same. My oldest is eleven. My youngest is five. Um, the on, the hardest part for us right now is just the fighting. I don't know if your kids fight, but like, yeah. Oh yeah. They fight like cats and dogs and like really Mm -hmm. physically too. Like I have to like pull them off of each other and I'm like, what are you doing? Like, what is this that, but Mm -hmm. yes, the sports like, okay, it's cute to watch your five-year-old play sports, but wait till they're a little bit older and it gets even more fun because it's like you're watching an actual game now. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You know, what's funny. It's like, I'm so glad that you said that. And not that you want, like, I never want anybody to have to like have kids that fight, but like, God, it just, it's like nice to know that you're not alone, isn't it? Like our kids fight too. And sometimes I wonder, I'm like, like my husband and I will look at each other. I'm like, are these like, are our kids the only one that, that do this? Cause it is like, sometimes I'll have to like pull the car over on the road. And I'm like, you guys, I cannot drive when you kind of do this. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's hard. It's physical. And I mean, I remember fighting with my sisters growing up a ton, Yeah, but, um, I think that the, my boys are just more physical than I ever yeah. was. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you're like, they literally beat the shit out of each other. And I'm like, <laughs> Because uh, your twins are, they're twins oh, or girls? girls. Twins yeah, are twins girls, girls, and then the boy. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. So in the process of of babies and whatnot, you decide to run your first marathon, two fifty eight. Uh oh no, that was um that was before that was my very first marathon pre kids. Oh, that's pre kids. Yeah, so <clears throat> that was pre kids. Yeah. So after kids, um, what's funny is like um kind of getting in, back into it. I I didn't want to comp because I had worked my way down in my twenties to like um a two thirty seven marathon, and okay. then I was I was kind of in low two thirty shape when I um stopped running. So I didn't. I was like, well, I'm never. There's like literally no chance in hell that I'm ever getting back in that kind of shape. And I don't want to like compare myself to my old self. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to sign up for an Ironman. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that sounds so great. I know how crazy that sounds. So, um, I, I get it I though. Up, 
Yeah, I signed. So I signed up for. It was always when I knew it was going to be a one and done thing for me because I, I just, I don't like swimming and I don't like biking. Um, but I it was always on my bucket list. So I mm-hmm. thought, okay, like I'm going to do this big crazy thing, and um, that's it. And then I remember, so in training for that, I, I um, kind of gotten decent run shape. I never did any workouts, but um, I always just kind of felt at home once I finally got to the run part, and I mm-hmm. thought, okay, like. I want to do one standalone marathon just to kind of see what shape I'm in and that'll be it. And then, um, yeah, things just snowballed from there. So I ended up running a 251 um, after kind of maybe just like six weeks of doing workouts. This was in 2019. And um, I thought, okay, well, that's great. Like I qualified for Boston. Like I'm going to do Boston. So I contacted Boston. I was too late to get in that following spring. But in looking up marathons to do, um, I found out that it was an Olympic trials year. Mm. And I thought, well, this is crazy. Like, there's zero chance in hell I can cut off seven minutes in two months. Because the last day you could qualify for the 2020 trials was January. Um, and one of my friends was like, there is not a doubt in my mind that you can do this. And I, it, once again, somebody I thought, mm. you're crazy. There's no chance. And I thought, well, what's, what's, I don't have anything to lose. Like, a 40-year-old mom of three, who cares? I'm going to try. So um, I ran at uh, 244 and just barely qualified for the 2020 trials. And uh, just, you know what, that was so much fun. Like there were so many moms there. And I remember coming away from that experience, um, just thinking there are other people out there like Mm me, like Mm -hmm. going into that, you know, I trained completely by myself. And there were so many moments where I thought, this is so stupid. Like, what am I doing? Mm. I'm waking up at five in the morning to go run hard and I have three kids sleeping at home like who who do you think you are like what's going on and then I remember coming away from the 2020 trials just thinking there are so many other women out there doing the same thing like it's almost gave me like validation that like I'm not crazy I'm not alone like this is okay to kind of pursue and and to want to do um so then after the 2020 trials is when I really kind of got serious again um yeah so how did the 2020 trials go for you uh, for me, really well. I mean, I, I didn't have enough training under my belt to kind of really be competitive. Um, so I think I was ranked my 500 and something going into it. Wow. Um, and I ended up finishing like 143rd. So it for me, it was really good. Um, and it kind of was like the springboard that I needed. Um, and it helped me so much through the pandemic too, just to have something to kind of, you know, get out of my head and focus on besides everything that was going on. Um, yeah, so then I came into this trials um, rank. I think I was forty something, um, but then like when you count, when you take into account all the pro half marathoners that had never sure. run a marathon, sure, it, I was probably somewhere around like sixty something coming. Right, into like the it. winner so, of the race. <laughs> it, there, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, which is funny because I thought like, okay, best case scenario with the talent in female distance running right now, I'm like, best case scenario, I'm like maybe fiftieth. Um, so really? to come away with 27th. Yeah, I was pretty excited. <laughs> yeah, you were up there. So, so what were your expectations on the start line for how you wanted to compete and who you wanted to run with and all those things? Because when I saw you, I feel like I saw you alone quite a bit. Um, yeah, I, um, maybe not. No, I think you're right. There was one girl I was running with, but then she was kind of always like five or 10 steps ahead of me. So I, it was really good. Cause I was kind of just, I love to be kind of on the hunt. So I was kind of okay. just like, okay, just like you just need to stay with her. And then I got latched on to, um, a group that w- had Molly huddle in it for like three or four miles. And that was a lot of fun. <laughs> was, yeah, no big deal. I'm like, who, and I remember like coming up next to her and I'm like, I just think you're the most incredible person. I love what you're doing for moms in the sport. She's probably like, um, did you, you say that? Maybe not. Oh yeah. In the race. <laughs> In the race, oh my god! I, I don't know why I was just like that's just amazing. Really, I was trying to enjoy the moment so much, so I go, you know what? This is the kind of stuff people remember is the things you're doing for moms in sport, not the times or the places. And she's like, she's I'm she, I'm thinking in my head, she probably thinks you're crazy, but did she say I anything? To tell her that. No, she goes, she just said, oh, thanks. Oh, <laughs> yeah, she's really sweet about it. Yeah, so she's so sweet. Oh my yeah, gosh. Well, so it's hysterical to me that you ran so well, placed so high, and you had the energy to say that. 
Uh, uh, it was kind of early to middle, so okay. You, know, you don't want to you don't want to be pressing too too hard at that point. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And I think I just there was just so much adrenaline from yeah. that whole day. I mean, the crowds were just electric. It was just I don't know what happened, but it was just it was a lot of fun. <laughs> and you ran two thirty four. Is that was mm-hmm. that like expect what your expectations were time wise? Um, truthfully, uh, the only expectations I had going into this was, um, cause I, you know, I knew it was going to get warm at the end. Um, I did not look at my watch one time. Nice. Um, I saw a half marathon split and that was it. Um, what was it? It was just over one fifteen. Okay. Um, so I was on PR pace through the half and then, you know, I think the heat really kind of, um, the, my effort level was the same. And then the times I'm sure dropped off cause it was just you know, it was hot. How hot did it feel? Um, you could definitely, it, it definitely felt warm. Um, but I, I felt for me, it was kind of manageable. Um, okay. I, I, I did a lot of, spent a lot of time in the sauna, even though I live in Michigan. Um, so I don't know. I just think that really helped. I mean, it, it definitely felt hot and I definitely felt like I was working beyond like the pace that I was running. Um, but especially based on everybody around me, you know, people were really dropping back. And yeah. I mean, there were like a ton of people like really on a struggle bus and I just, it felt hard, but like manageable, if that makes sense. Where would you guess you were at the halfway point versus place-wise when you, fin- where you finished? Oh my gosh. Um, I, I knew I was running pretty well just because of like the company that I was in. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have, I, if I had to guess, I would have probably said somewhere around 50 to 60. Wow. Yeah. And then, um, I think with maybe like eight miles to go, somebody yelled at me like your top 30. And wow. I, was, I remember just thinking like, Oh my God, like you cannot blow this. Like you have to like stay strong because this is pretty, this can be a really cool moment for you. So, yeah. And what was that moment like when you finished? Like, how did you feel oh, about the gosh. whole race? Just great. Um, just really great. It, it had been a long time since I, um, you know, it's really hard to kind of exceed expectations and Mm. um especially when you try to set the bar high for yourself and I just remember thinking like I never thought I'd be top 30 so you know to finish a race where you kind of just like run better than you think is just such it's a really cool feeling and it it doesn't happen all the time so yeah I remember and also I was just like um so thrilled to be done because the last eight to ten miles were just so painful (laughs) oh were they yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they it always was, um, are, but like they you can't. Are. You yeah. looked so strong. Like you could tell you were having a day. Like I actually, like when I was watching you, I didn't really know where you were in terms of like where you would line up in the crowd. Like mm-hmm. I knew who you were. If you would have been in like seventieth place or like twenty fifth place. I don't know that I would have known much of a difference until I researched right. more your story. But like when I saw you, I was like, she's having a day. Like she just yeah. looks so good. Yeah. Um, and I, I felt it too. And I remember like very vividly thinking at a couple points in my race, like um, this is a day where like you can't let this slip through mm-hmm. your fingers mm-hmm. because it had been a really long time since I've had a day where I felt like, I don't know, kind of lined up with my training, if that makes sense. You know, yeah. and I was like, don't like, this is an opportunity. Like it's going to hurt. There's always going to be a point where it hurts. And I was like, you can't squander this. Like you have to, you have to be strong today and like see this through. Cause I, I remember thinking like the same thing, like this is, it's a really good day to have a good day. So yeah. don't, don't lose out on this opportunity. You know what I mean? Yeah. Did you have any, like, do you have any things you fall back on, like mantras or anything like that that you tell yourself? Yes. Um, there were so, it's funny, like the last eight miles, I repeated the same phrase, like probably no less than 200 times to myself. Cause that's like, I just kept thinking, okay, just like over and over and over, <laughs> you know, cause you're in like this, this well of like pain and you just have to like, you have to be okay and just like sit in it for a really long time. So yeah, on the um, plane right over, I was listening to a podcast with Courtney DeWalter and she said in one of her um, hundred mile races, the last 40 miles, she was pe- repeating a mantra to herself. And I thought, well, if it worked for her for 40 miles, maybe it can work for me. <laughs> so I did like a, a little iteration of what she did, um, said to herself. And it was, um, I just kept saying like, be strong, be brave and believe. Um, 
Yeah. And I just think like one of the main things that I kind of took away from this weekend was just how incredibly powerful belief is. Um, and it's something that, um, it's really hard. Like, and I've struggled, um, the past 10 months with belief and especially at 41 thinking like, okay, like when is it going to be that point of diminishing returns and where I'm, I'm not going to see these improvements that I've seen these last four years. Um, and I think, um, I just felt so strong that I really believed that I could stay strong. And, and even though I didn't necessarily know like, Oh, I'm going to come in top 30. I think the one thing that I did have was just this like unwavering belief in that, like my capacity to kind of like, um, stay strong and, in when it got tough. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? And I knew I could, my resiliency to kind of like when it hurt, I was like, I knew I could just sit in that for a really long time. So I tried to focus on that. Like I believe that I could stay right where I was for a really long time. So. Yeah. I think that that mindset is what most of us everyday runners struggle with the most. Yeah. And it's, it's powerful. I mean, like my, probably like my favorite story of the whole trials was Dakota and just her, like her unwavering belief mm. that she, this was something despite all the odds and her background and where she came from, like she was going to do it. And I just, to me, that spoke volumes to me. And it's like, it doesn't have to be, it could be running for you. It could be anything. But if you just in your core, like believe that you could do something, you're going to find a way to make it happen. So yeah, I thought that was a really cool story. I agree. Yeah. When I talked to Dakota and she was just like, I, I was making that team. It was like, <laughs> Okay. Okay. You you know, we didn't know. Yeah. Like she was always somebody that I was like, I wouldn't be shocked if she made the team. I had her up there with a bunch, like probably 10 other women who were like candidates to make the team. Right. But we didn't know. I mean, her boyfriend did and her coach Mm -hmm. did, but we didn't know that she had that, like those thoughts in her mind. And yeah, gosh, that's powerful. It's so powerful. Yeah. And I think just like seeing kind of her story and then kind of in that moment, just like the belief that I found in myself, like, you know, I mean, I was like, I can, I can hang, like, I'm going to do this. And sure enough, like, you know, I was able to kind of hang in there. <laughs> so. Yeah. On your Instagram, you ended your caption with focus less on your fear and more on your dreams. Mm, yeah. I'm like, I love that. Yeah. So much. Um, you know, I was thinking about this. It's one of the, um, I mean, obviously like nobody ever wants to go through painful and hard things. Um, we all have the things that we have to get through though. Right. And they, they look different for everybody, but we all have the hard moments and the hard things we have to get through. But one of the things, um, that I've always taken with me after going through what we did with our boys was just to kind of go for it, like to not be afraid and just Mm -hmm. do things that scare you and that you're afraid of. Um, and just kind of jump in and you'll figure out the path later. And I've called ever since we went through what we did with them. I've kind of always, I don't know, I've taken a lot more risks than I would have otherwise. So, wow. Um, That's yeah. beautiful. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask you, where do you think it comes from that you like push the <laughs> limits so much, but it sounds like that might be the answer. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's one part. Um, I don't know, like it's always, I think it's always kind of been innate for me. And I think like, even when I very first started the sport, I was kind of like halfway through high school. I mean, I would be the one like puking in a bush after, (laughs) after all the cross country races. And honestly, I have no idea where it comes from. It's just this (laughs) like, (laughs) um, I can't explain it. I've always just like, I don't know. I just like keep pushing and I'm stubborn and I just, that's where I go. I don't know. Isn't that funny how some people are just born that way? Like when you look all the way back to like some people just don't want to physically work that hard. It's, yeah. I, I don't know. I think it has something to do with my, my red hair and just like stubborn <laughs> beyond belief. And I'm just like, that's just how I was. I don't know. That's how I popped out of the womb. <laughs> all right, friends. I want to let you know if you are training for a half marathon or a marathon, I have training plans on my website at lindsayhine.com. The half marathon plans are 14 weeks. There's a beginner beginner. So it's a beginner as you can get. There's a beginner intermediate. There's an intermediate and there's advanced. So there's four options. And then we have marathon training plans that are 18 weeks that give you a nice base build. And I have three options there, a beginner, intermediate, and advanced. When you go to the website and click on each training plan, it'll tell you what the mileage starts at, what the long run starts starts at, what the 
entirety of the week total mileage is at and how it builds you. I'm super conservative with how I build miles. And I've had a lot of people who have had tons of success with this plan. Go to lindsayhine.com to learn more and grab yourself an awesome training plan. All right, back to the show. Uh, but you, I did read or hear that you do come like you do come from a family of athletes. Isn't? Didn't your brother play professional baseball or something? Yeah, my brother was. Re- he's probably the most talented athlete um, in our family. He was, um, you know, like star football player, star baseball player. I remember we had scouts, like ten scouts, one time at a high school baseball game for wow. my brother. Yeah, he was a stud. Yeah, he was really good. Um, yeah, so he played um, professional baseball, um, and we all played Division One sports, all four of us. I have wow. three brothers. Yeah, and then my husband was a pro hockey player as well, so I don't know. Okay. I, I just I, Apparently, we just surround ourselves with <laughs> sports in the blood, and then you marry, yeah. marry into I, sports. Yeah, I keep telling my dad um, he needs to, like, write a book or something. Yes, as a he parent, does. I look. I ask him all the time. I'm like, Dad, like, how did you do that? Like, what did you – what's the secret sauce? Like, because I need to – do more of that with my kids. I don't know what he did, but yeah, I, I always tell him he needs to kind of write an article or a book or something about. <laughs> Were your parents athletes? Um, no, I think they kind of grew up. So my dad grew up like um, in, on a farm and my mom grew up kind of just like um, where women really didn't play sports, yeah. you know? And I think she would have been a really, well, they both would have been good athletes. My dad loved baseball and loved sports. And I think just his love for like practicing kind of rubbed off on us. And I think that's kind of why we are the way we are, but they didn't really have the opportunity um, to kind of see what they could do, if that makes sense. Yeah. So you don't know, like they, yeah, Yeah. that's, so you, so you ran, your brother played baseball. What did your other Mm -hmm. two brothers do in college? Uh, My middle brother played baseball as well. And then my youngest brother kind of, he's like quite a bit younger. So I had some success running and, and he, he ran as well. Yeah, okay. So he ran, um, he ran for IUPY. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I always wonder you, so you're a sandwich with all these boys. I always wonder how having a girl in our mix would have changed the dynamic. Like, yeah. Did it change the dynamic at all? Like were your, were your brothers throwing you to the ground? Like my boys throw each other to the ground? Oh, a hundred percent. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I was like the biggest tomboy, but I like, I secretly loved it. I mean, I oh, loved I it. Like, and my dad kind of always instilled this belief in me, like, there is nothing that these boys can do that you mm. cannot do. And yeah. I always just, I loved that. And I always, it made me feel so tough and so special that like, I felt like I always could hang with the boys, if that makes sense. And I, you know. Oh, so. I love that too. Yeah, um, was yeah. the best. <laughs> I would love to hear from your dad as well, because I've talked about this a little bit. I'm just like the world of sports has gotten so out of control. Like, yes. Yeah. With the kids on travel teams. And Mm -hmm. it's like people are putting their kids on these like very expensive, very time consuming travel teams so that they can really like make a high school team. Yeah. And it's it's like, uh, it's wild. Yeah. Yeah, How do you feel about all that? The same exact way we feel it too. I mean, our six year old is on a travel team and I'm like, what are we doing? (laughs) You're like, what are we doing? (laughs) And it's funny. You know, my my husband and I were like, should we like, should we do this? But at the same time, you know, I see it with my girls and they're, they're only eight, but I feel like if they are not on a travel team, like they're so far behind, it's like, how do they even catch up? And we've always kind of been in the mentality, like you put your kids in as many sports as you can get them to be a well-rounded athlete. And those typically, those kids typically do better later on because they're either not burnout or they're better athletes. Um, but at the same token, like we have them in travel sports because I feel like if you don't like you just, how do you catch up? I don't know. What, it's it's um, just, it's crazy. What do they play? What do they, what they, are they traveling for? Soccer. Okay. Yeah. We soccer. do soccer too. Yeah. But so I guess I don't think you would consider what we do travel. We, we kind of like, we stay in the area, but like same. Yeah. Okay. That's the um, same at this like age. And then as I get older, you kind of go more. Yeah. Like we're a step up from rec with my two, my two big boys. Yeah. We're the same. Yeah. Although our girls, um, so I didn't even know this was a thing. They qualified for the soccer tournament. Um, it's like a, apparently it's a big deal. You have to be invited. Have you heard of Supercopa or something like uh-uh. that? Super cool. Okay. So it's in Dallas. So we're traveling to Dallas for our eight-year-olds. And oh, my God. I just think that is crazy. But but I know, love that you're doing, doing it, it and you're also calling it crazy. Oh, yeah. And I'll look, I'll look around. <laughs> I'm kind of like nudging the other parents like, are we 
should we, they're eight, what are we doing? And they're, they're all so excited. I mean, they book their tickets like the next day. And, and I agree, like, it's just, it's a fun opportunity for them. So we're on board and anytime we can travel, it'll be fun. But I still think it's nuts. <laughs> it is. It's so hard because like, if you see a glimmer of talent and your kid, you're like, wow, I don't want them to be behind. I want to give them every opportunity, but you're That's also right. like, yeah. and I want my life. Like, I don't want to be yeah. like, this is all we live and breathe. I don't want to spend like millions mm-hmm. of dollars on this. Like I want to yeah. be, I want to be realistic about what this mm-hmm. is, but you don't want to not give them the opportunity. It is so yeah. hard. Oh I know gosh. parenting in general. It's just like, you could kind of MF yourself all day long about yeah. the things you'd like. If you do one thing, you should have done the other one. If you do that, you should have done. I mean, it's, it's, it's bananas. I'm always kind but of <laughs> someone like you though. And then your husband played professional hockey. Like, very high achieving, very successful athletes. So your kids are probably going to be pretty good athletes too. It's that's, yeah, yeah. That's like, how do you make those choices? One would think, um, who knows? It was, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was kind of the joke at our wedding. It's like, um, our, you know, our kids are going to turn up to be like, like a violin player or something like that. Yeah. You have these two athletes and yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we think, but at the same time, we're. I think we're very cognizant about like yeah. not pushing them, letting it be self-directed, but yeah, yeah like important. encouraging them. Like, okay, if you want an extra practice, we'll get that for you, but we're not pushing you to do it. You know, it's we want them to be self-driven, um, especially at this age. I think, but yeah, that's yeah. it's hard. It's a it's hard to know how much to push and not push too much. So, were they at the trials? I'm assuming. No, no, just my, oh, no. just my husband. Yeah. Just husband. We had, yeah. We had just gone to Florida, um, to visit um, my in-laws over their Christmas break. And it was just a lot, like we didn't want to pull them out of school and it, it's a lot too. And I wanted like my husband to kind of enjoy the experience and yeah, our kids are kind of just too little. And I think like having the three of them there and him having to take care of them and also trying, like it would just have not been as fun for him. So yeah. Oh, which I'm glad we though. did. It, it was like, it's it was a, yeah, it was a really fun moment for us too. And my parents were there. My nephew lives in Tampa, so my nephew was there too. So, yeah. Did you post the video of your husband like screaming at you? Is <laughs> yeah. that what? I, yes. I, yeah. I feel like I was watching that. I think I was watching that in the airport, and that's when I messaged you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I. I. Um. He sent that to me, and I was just like, I just like started crying. I'm like, and I oh. remember the moment when he did that, and I was kind of like. It was right at the end of the race. So, you know, you're like a little bit delirious. And I remember him saying, I love you. And I was like, oh, I love you too. And then like, but I, when I watched the whole video over, I mean, he said it like three times, three times. And it's just a testament. Like he is just, um, he has always been my biggest fan, even though sometimes like he thinks I'm crazy and it's really hard <laughs> for him to watch the kids when I go out on long runs. Um, but he is just, he loves the sport because, and wants me to do well not because he really, he doesn't care, but because I love it. And like, that just means, yeah, he knows how much it means to me. And he, um, yeah, he's just such a good support system. So at 41, you are running how many miles a week? And then what does your strength training look like? Cause you know, they say like how the heavy lifting and the strength training is so important, the older you get, but I know some people are like, I don't need it, but what do you do? Um, I am a big believer in strength, especially for anyone, but you're right. Like, I think especially, and I think that's what has allowed me to, to compete and to continue to improve, um, is, um, I actually do strength training. Um, so I switched about a, uh, maybe a year and a half ago to like a nine day schedule. Um, I love that. Yeah. And I think, I think that's, it it was really helpful for me. Um, cause one, it allowed me to kind of like hit my long run days, like hard, yeah. Um, and then, um, it also gives me just having that kind of mental break too, where like, sometimes, you know, you'd have a Friday workout and then you have to go long two days later. I'm like, Oh, just such a grind, mm-hmm. especially with kids at home too. I felt like yeah. that was always like, um, so to have, to know, I have like two days of like recovery runs is kind of just like, it's just nice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I'll do like this, I'll try to do strength on my hard day, my workout day. And then I'll do Pilates the day after that. And then the day before my next hard effort is always just like lower miles and then like no strength. It's like my mental and physical like reset day. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And I got up to, um, I got up to like in the 120s a couple of times. Okay. Um, So I was between like 110 and 120. I think I can handle that now fairly well. 
Yeah. But it, um, I kind of, I tried to peak for a race in November too. So it was a relatively short build because I was recovering from that and then trying to peak for Houston. Yeah. So I kind of did, I kind of did like a six week taper. <laughs> what was your thought yeah. process of doing Houston and then running the trials? Well, you know, it's funny. I always like the nice thing about coming back into the sport at 41 and with three kids is like, I, I mean, I'm not trying to press anybody. Yeah. And I just kind of like try to be like, do what kind of lights me up inside to like, mm. cause training is re really hard. It's so yeah. hard and it's really hard when you do it by yourself. So when I'm kind of out there on those solo miles, I'm thinking, okay, like what's going to like get me fired up to like push myself in my next workout. And, and, and I kind of knew coming to the trials, like for me, making it was like a really big win. And I know there's so many really talented athletes out there that have worked for four years and, and didn't. So that that's not lost on me to just kind of, I, I know how special it was. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you know, I mean, I thought best case scenario, I'm maybe top 45, 50. And maybe if I have an off day, I'm somewhere around 80 or 90. And I thought, who really cares if I'm 50th or 90th? I mean, really, yeah. you know, I care, but nobody else really cares. And I thought like, what's going to get me fired up to train? And it was like, I really wanted to go for a sub 230. Um, to do that as a 40 year old, I feel like would be kind of badass. So I was, I kind of went for it at Houston and then I ended up waking up, um, just not feeling kind of like mm. I kind of had the beginnings of a little cold. So I was a little off that day. So yeah, that's why I did. I was like, and I know like my, t my times are kind of limited to really pop a fast time, you know, maybe have a couple years. So I thought, why not go for it? What do I have to lose? <laughs> How does that make you feel like you saying your time's limited to um, do that? You know, I, not really disappointed, almost kind of like, um, uh, almost kind of in a weird way, like a little excited. It's like, mm. um, um, like I have this, I know I have this window and it's like, let's go for it. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, kind of like when, you know, you're a busy mom, it's like, you know, you have so many activities for the kids. It, it's almost like helpful. Right. So, you know, okay, I have 30 minutes to run or an hour to run. Yeah. I'm going to do it now. And like, if you didn't have that, you'd put it off. You'd be like, Oh, I have plenty of time. I'm not really going to be serious about it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's kind totally. of like fun. It's kind of like, Oh, well, can I do it? Let's find out. Let's do it now. <laughs> Let's do it now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. So you also have a 50 K world silver medal, world yeah. silver medalist. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's a big deal. Yeah, it was, um, it was such a fun experience. That was my, it was my second ultra and, um, I really love, I really love it. Um, the ultras are it's, and I feel like too, kind of like your time is less limited as you get older on the ultra. I feel like you just get stronger and stronger as yeah. you get older and get more yeah. miles under your belt. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of actually like really excited. I feel like there's a lot of untapped, um, nice things I can do in that kind of world. So I'm, I'm really excited about, um, maybe the next year or two ahead, God willing, I stay healthy, you know? Um, but yeah, I, um, that's kind of a, like a realm where I'm, I've only run two ultras. Um, so I'm really excited about, you know, the things that possibilities in that world. So what did you complete your Ironman in back in the day? Oh my gosh. Um, like 11 hours and something. Okay. Did you yeah. feel good about that? I, I did. I mean, I, I never did any, I just kind of, that's fast. I, I, yeah. I, I think it was fast. The run was really hard. It was kind of hilly. So I remember getting done with a run and thinking like, Oh, like I, I could have gone faster, but I was just, you know, the hills at the end after that bike. Um, yeah, but I, which one really did you like, do? Uh, Mont Tremblant. Okay. Yeah, it was, um, I, I kind of just, you know, I was doing it for the bucket list and cause it, I picked it cause it was supposed to be really beautiful and scenic. Mm. Um, and it, it was really hard. Uh, but yeah, I didn't do a lot of like Ironman specific training. I kind of just do it, to, did it to finish it. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, totally. So I was pretty pleased. I thought that was good. 11 hours, but I don't really and your, know. Did your husband do it list. too? Um, so he did a half with me. I convinced him to do the half. Okay. And then, um, and then I went on to do the full. Yeah. Okay. Oh, great bucket list. I bet you're so glad you went ahead and got that over out with. of the way. Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and I'm really happy that it's like out of the way. I will not, I yeah. will not do it again. <laughs> no, you're done. You've checked that box. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. Um, so what are you most excited about for what's next? Um, that's a great question. Um, gosh, it's fun. It's like, um, you could kind of go in a lot of different directions. I think, um, I, I'm, I am kind of excited to 
maybe pursue this ultra. Nothing like super crazy. Like I'm not doing these 100 to 200 mile trail races. I don't think at least anytime soon. But um, I'm kind of excited to maybe go to that world a little bit. Like some road, kind of like babyish road ultras. Nice. <laughs> if you will. That's exciting. Um, yeah. And I still think um, kind of in, I don't know, deep in my heart, I, I really think I'm capable of popping a really fast marathon time. Um, I think especially after this weekend and seeing, um, just how powerful belief is, I think, you know, I've really been only kind of really training hard for just over four years. So I, I mean, the way 41, I just, I feel like there's a lot of room to grow. Oh. I mean, um, and Roberta Groner is like mm. in Sine Diver are so like mm. seeing them shine. I was like, gosh, if they can do that and you know, why, why can't we? So I, um, yeah, that was fun. It's been fun to watch them shine. Oh, totally. Yeah. And there's something about like the fact that you took so much time off, like your body's a little more fresh. Yes, exactly. Oh yeah, for sure. You're not, you haven't been like pounding for all those years. Mm -hmm. Um, I, oh, I saw that you also work with Prevenex. So do I. Oh, I love Prevenex. Yes. yes. Um, yeah, I started, I mean, I've always been a fan and I started um, kind of really just using almost like all of their products <laughs> I know, um, right? in 2022. And um, yeah, I set a PR like a couple months after I started using them. But yeah, I, I mean, every day I take them and I just, I love the brand, what it stands for that they give Same. back to children. It's just, and everything's so delicious. I mean, we, my daughter and I cook with her protein powder like almost every day we make like brownies and stuff like that so it's just it yeah tastes it's so tasty good. yeah mm -hmm. it's tasty and like I don't know if clean is the right word but you know like they yes. don't add a bunch of crap in there yeah um, you know that's awesome. you're putting good things in your body yeah I'm a giant fan of Prevenex do you use their creatine they just I started I just started and I mean, I'll tell you what, like, um, I recovered pretty fast in between Houston and, uh, yeah. the trials. So I, I think it's a really great product and I'm excited to see kind of continue to experiment. I've only been using it for about a month or so, but, um, I couldn't believe that how quickly I recovered in between those races. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, okay. Let's do into podcast since this is the first time on the podcast. Okay. <laughs> um, what is something professionally or personally you'd like to do that you haven't done yet? Well, personally, I just, I, I mean, this sounds like so cliche and so vague, but I think just enjoying like as much as I can, like seeing the, our, our kids and their progression and, and, mm. and enjoying the little moments with them. You know, I think sometimes we, um, we kind of like live for these big moments, but I think, you know, just our lives are made up of the little moments. And I think just trying to be for them and just being like the best mom that I can be for them. Um, I know that sounds like, I don't know. So, <laughs> so funny to say, but just, yeah, I just think like enjoying them and being um, the best mom that I can be for my kids is, is hands down just like in, in my husband, um, the biggest goal of mine um, professionally. Uh, I, I'd really like to do a, a couple of the iconic ultras um, and, and just see how kind of, high up I can, I can go in them. Um, yeah. Do you think you'll do one this year? Um, I, uh, probably. Yeah. As long as nice. I stay healthy. Yeah. And it works out with my family, you know, that's like, if yeah. it kind of coincides with like what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. What is the best, most recent book you've read? Yeah. Um, so I, I listened to your podcast. I was just looking for a fun read and, um, I really love the Taylor Jenkins read books. Um, and love the her. seven husbands of Elvin, Evelyn Hugo was a good one. Um, Midnight Library is a really good one. That's I love so that book. Good. Um, yeah. And then I, lo I love the books that kind of like they're fun, but then they have a good like lesson mm -hmm. that you can kind of take away. So things like The Alchemist. Um, I like that book. And um, Man's Search for Meaning is always one of my favorites. So mm, That's Victor. If you want a heavier one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's heavy, book. but it's just, yeah, it's just so good. That's a reread too, because it's mm -hmm. short enough and impactful enough. Like I don't really reread books, but that's one to reread for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Taylor Jenkins read books are so good. Like I've, I, once I like so got on the Daisy Jones <laughs> kick, I read them all, even her like beginning yeah. ones that aren't as good. Like they're still good. Yeah. You can't, it's still like, you can't put them down. You just like no. want to keep, um, yeah. Reading them. So, so cute. Yeah. Um, what is your last message to leave with our audience? 
I kind of like, um, it's funny that I just like sent that post and you brought it up, mm-hmm. but I, I really love the sentiment of like, focus less on your fears and more on your dreams and just kind of like, just like jump in, like, don't like be afraid, like just do what kind of sets your soul on fire and then just like figure out, know that you'll figure out how to get there along the way and just believe that, that you'll figure out a way. Andrea, thank you so much. (laughs) Oh, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you, Lindsay. All right, everybody. Thanks for being here today. Go give Andrea a follow and a shout if you are not already following her. She is such an amazing runner and human being. You can find her. She's Andrea Pomeranski, just how it sounds, on Instagram. You can find me. I'm lindsayhine 626 on Instagram, at lindsayhine on Twitter. Go give our sponsors some love. Hug Bras. They're amazing. H-U-U-G.co. Use the code Lindsay15 for $15 off your purchase of $110 or more. And, of course, Prevenex. We love Prevenex. Prevenex.com. If you try out their muscle health, Use the code Lindsay Strength. Anything you add to your cart with that will get you 15% off. Lindsay Strength. Lindsay spelled with an E. And you can also use the code Another for 15% off if you haven't used that code yet on any of their products. Thanks for being here, friends. I'm loving these post trials interviews. I'm hoping to have a few more coming out. And we'll be back to our weekly episodes every Friday after this post trials hype dies down. But I really hope you're enjoying these bonus episodes that I've been putting out and the best way you can support the podcast. If you are enjoying this additional content is leaving us a rating and review on iTunes or wherever you listen. And also just supporting our sponsors. That is how this podcast stays alive. So if you've been interested in any of the sponsors on the show, definitely go check them out and uh, give them a little love. Thanks for being here. And we will see you next week on I'll have another.